and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. What is up, party people? Welcome back to the End of Mind podcast. Right off the bat, I'm going to give a disclaimer on today's episode. I am not a financial advisor. If you would like to start investing, I would highly suggest getting a financial advisor. All of the information that I am now relaying to you, I have received from coaches, advisors in my life, and they all have helped me you know, oversee my investments. So that is a huge disclaimer on today's episode. What today's purpose of the episode is, is to give you opportunities and ways to expand your mind and believe in yourself that you can do this, okay? So for some of you who don't know my story, I'm going to explain a little bit about investing and why I believe that I can even share this topic with you guys. Um, I know it doesn't really fall in alignment with marketing, but what I'm going to explain to you guys today is that investing actually has a lot to do with marketing. So we'll get into that in the next few minutes here. But so my story is very unique. Um, When I was nine years old, my parents legally divorced. They had never gotten remarried, even though they still lived together. So what happened was they separated for a time. We moved back in together. And then, you know, within, I want to say like a year or so, I'm getting the timelining wrong, but you guys will get the gist of this. My dad got diagnosed with cancer. So at around age 11 or 12, my dad was severely ill. This was a stage four cancer diagnosis, so he knew that he didn't have a lot of time to live. We were very lucky that he lived past his six-month prognosis, um, and he actually lived three years. So within that three-year lifespan, right, because it really felt like life had changed so much, I was a freaking nightmare of a person. <laughs> I was so young and defiant of the situation that my family was in. And it was really challenging for me to process what this meant because I had just lost my grandma a year before my grand my dad actually passed away. So there was a lot of death in my family and it made me look at life very differently. Like death just feels differently to me than it probably does to most people. I feel really connected to them, even though they are not physically here uh, because I lost them at such a young age. They really just taught me how to trust the universe and the signs that I get. And it's just allowed me to have a different relationship with my ancestors than most people my age, you know, I'm 26, probably would have. So 
going in with all of that knowledge after my dad passed away because my parents were still legally divorced i was the inheritor of my stock right so i was the sole person <laughs> that was now deciding on where my you know financials would be at age 15. I did have an overseer of my account who actually could not be my mom because of certain laws. I think it's called the Hollywood law, actually. So my aunt had to be my account overseer. I'm very grateful for her. And she did help me a lot with understanding finances as well as my financial advisor, who is just an amazing man. He is still around today, but he is retired. So. Unfortunately, I can't <laughs> tell you all to go work with him. But what he did for me in our first meeting was instead of asking me what I thought about all of this money or how afraid I was, right? I mean, I literally got a letter in the mail one day that told me that I was going to have to make financial decisions that my dad had been making for me my whole life. So... It was very scary. He empowered me. When I walked into that meeting, I remember the first thing that he said was, where is your jacket? I like didn't have a jacket on for some reason. <laughs> and I was like, you know, young and a little bit defiant, to be honest. So my mom's like, of course, she's probably like, I tried to get her to wear a jacket, but she said no. And um, that was his first question to me. By the time we left that meeting, he told me that I would be able to buy my own jacket, which was very empowering. And he wanted me to do some homework. And that homework was to decide on different industries that I enjoyed giving my money towards. So what did I like to buy, right? The jacket was a great example. I love to buy clothes. So I started to think about fashion and then he started to talk with me about different types of stock like tech stock and how to analyze these businesses based on different information that's actually all free online um, and how I should be looking at them to see if they are good potential investments for me and my and my family right because what what my goal was and what my goal is is to build generational wealth so I am not trying to write like cash all of this out and go have a heyday, <laughs> even though of course I did reap a lot of benefits uh, from the decisions that I made early on, which I am very grateful for, which is why I'm able to be here with you all today and sharing this information. So once I leave that first meeting, I honestly hopped on Yahoo Finance. And this is one of the best free resources out there right now. On Yahoo Finance, you can type in any symbol. A symbol is a stock symbol. It's normally three to five characters. And um, you can look up any symbol of any publicly traded stock on Google. So if you are currently interested in the tech industry, you may even want to look up some of those tech stock symbols, right? And as you're typing into Yahoo, one of the things that I love is you can actually type out the entire company name and it'll load the symbol for you. Now, once you get to a Yahoo Finance page, you can actually go to the profile section and find out every single thing that you need to know about this company before you decide if you want to invest. So how do you start to decide if this is a good investment for you? 
Um, again, it really comes down to what do you funnel your money into? I remember back in 2020, our lives were obviously all very chaotic, but I started to ask myself, where are people spending money? Where am I spending money, right? Where do I need to spend money right now? And those would be the types of companies that you would want to invest in because if you're spending money there, it's highly likely that a lot of other people are spending money there. Now, of course, there's all different types of stock etiquette, right? When it comes to owning stock and keeping the market steady and how you want to approach things like that or when to buy when it's a lower market versus a higher market. And all of that information actually lives on Yahoo Finance. Now, of course, none of it's guaranteed because Honestly, you guys, nothing's guaranteed in life at all whatsoever. Even if you have a job, even if you have a business, even if you own stock and they're projected to hit a bullish market, which would be an extremely, you know, abundant market in the next year, none of it's guaranteed. Life isn't guaranteed. So that was a very early on lesson that helped me start to detach from some of these investments. Um, you look at it as a business. So this is technically you know, the third business, it's my first business that I ever had, but I have three businesses total. I normally only talk about two with you guys, but I feel like a lot of us need to know this knowledge because I was given this opportunity and it's important for me to share what I have with you all. So again, you all can go and look at and talk to your financial advisors, even if you currently have them, and go in with some of your own knowledge, right? A lot of people don't even know that all of this knowledge is at our fingertips. So when you go on Yahoo Finance, you are on that profile page, you've read the information about the company. A lot of things that I look at based on world events um, would be importing and exporting, uh, different types of, I mean, they literally, legally, they have to give you all of this information. So that's what's so great about Yahoo Finance. It's all public knowledge. Um, you can find out what goods they source, where they source them from, what types of products are their most profitable, they normally mention, what is, you know, holds the largest stake in their business. You can get how much the price is for their business. And my very, very utmost favorite is the projector of the market for that specific, specific symbol in the next, they actually have them by weeks. So they do them, I think it's like one to four weeks, six to 10 weeks, six to 12 weeks, and then the future and on. And this symbol is actually on the graph page when you first look up the symbol. Um, on Yahoo Finance, you will see little uh, toggles where they'll have like a green arrow, a red arrow, or a like incline of an arrow. So sometimes they'll even have a yellow arrow depending on the you know unknowns of the stock, especially if a stock is early on, they're not gonna be able to predict it as much as a longer term stock, right? That has been publicly traded for years. They're able to project their sales every quarter. If you think about us as business owners, this is where the similarities come in. When we're early on on business, right, we can't always project what our sales are going to be next quarter because we may not have even had a quarter yet, right? So it's very similar with a publicly traded company when it's their first inaugural year on the stock, 
market, publicly traded. You know, you just want to be mindful of that information. It shouldn't deter you from investing in a stock that you believe in. And that's where your intuitive work comes in, right? But it's just something for you to be knowledgeable and aware of. And that's what today's podcast episode is about. So these are all the tools that I utilized before I purchased stock and when I continued to purchase stock. So what happens when you work with a financial investor is that your investor may call you and tell you, hey, these are the preferred stock, you know, would you be interested in trading or some advisors don't call at all, right? And then it's on you to go in and study the market and know what's going on to figure out if you want to invest. So this would be, you know, a great episode for a time around that, right? When you're ready to go in, reanalyze your portfolio, or maybe some of your stock isn't doing well currently, right? And you want to take what you've gained, hopefully, and not lost, and re-shift re that over to a different industry or a different company, right? So all of this information is very helpful, and that is where the world events can be very just important to know, right? And you don't have to know all of the details. You may just have to know, okay, this is going on in the world currently, so I shouldn't be importing and exporting out of that country because they may cut off supply. Right. So when you again think about this as a business standpoint, that's very important for you to know and have knowledge of. And where does the marketing piece come into all of this? So if you have stock, right, or if you know that a recession is coming, which a lot of people would say we are headed for, stock is going to go down, right? The cost of the stock is projected to go down in things like a recession most of the time. Again, none of this is guaranteed because life isn't guaranteed. So what? with that being said, a lot of people would like to get into the market when that stock is at a lower price because then you have more opportunity for gains, right, in the future. And then a lot of people will say, well, why would I take the gain, you know, here because maybe I just like that stock. Well, no one's telling you that you have to sell that stock, right? What's great about the stock market is normally, most of the time, what goes down must come back up. So what I would recommend is not pulling your stock out of scarcity, right? That's when you have to ask yourself, am I pulling stock because I need funding for XYZ, a new car, a new house? that's okay, right? Because I'm actually building wealth in the long term with a house purchase. But am I taking this money out of this stock because I'm afraid? Because I'm afraid it's going to plummet. What did I read about it online, right? Come back to the facts. Don't let your emotional scarcity points allow you to pull out of a stock if long term it's projected to come back up because you may actually swing back around and make some money on that. Now, if you currently have stock and you're thinking, okay, it's pretty much reached a peak. A great example of this is something that you know happened during COVID, which was very unique, is that the construction industry and you know lumber went through the roof, right? Because it's it's supply and demand for the businesses. They literally can't create the amount of supply that we need, so the cost of the product is going to go up, which would drive the stock to go up. Something like that, heading into a recession, you may take the gain on, 
right? Because going into a recession, if you just think about people, right? And think about yourself spending, you're probably not going to do home improvements during a recession, right? So these are the questions where I feel like a lot of these tech stock and stock advisors make it seem so complicated. It really does not have to be that complicated. Just ask yourself your own buying habits and what you see people potentially doing. And that's the marketing piece of this. If you know, right, this information, like knowledgeably, you probably know what's going on with people currently because you have a direct pulse on the market as a business owner. You understand if people are spending money or if people are not spending money. You know that, right? Especially if you've had a successful business in the past, right? And you're coming up to quarter two and you're not hitting the revenue points that you normally would. That is a great testimony to showing us that people aren't spending money, right? Because last year things were through the roof or whatever. I'm just making these numbers up. But this is how you can start to continue to project, right? And see things into the future that a lot of people wouldn't associate with stock knowledge, but it actually is heavily impacting one another constantly. Because you're in business, you probably understand what I'm saying. If this is getting a little bit complex, send me a DM and I will flush this out further for you. So when I am thinking about selling stock, what I look at is what is currently in my portfolio that I feel like I have taken enough gain from currently and I need those funds for whatever I may be purchasing, right? Or am I just pulling out of scarcity? If I'm pulling out of scarcity, I don't need the funds anyway. So why wouldn't I let the stock swing back around if I truthfully believe that that's going to happen, right? If I don't believe that's going to happen, maybe I take the loss and I move my money into another stock, which I believe I'll be able to make it back and then some, right? Which was where you would come back to that Yahoo Finance, come back into your intuition. What is important to people right now, right? Tech is really important currently, right? That's kind of where the world is heading. So anything along those lines that feels aligned and intuitively connected for you, you may want to do some research on that stock, right? Get associated with Yahoo Finance. Utilize these free tools so you can start to gain the knowledge that will help you to develop a lifestyle that you truthfully want and desire. You do not have to have a lot of money to get into stock. You know intuitively where people are purchasing, right, from. And another really unique thing that I think a lot of people started to talk about over these past few years around the stock market, um, if you're not in these conversations, you know, of course it's just good to know, right, this knowledge. So, for example, Amazon stock split. So what does that mean when a stock splits? How you can know that a stock is splitting is when it is hit its appreciation. And this is actually also notified on the Yahoo Finance page. But a lot of people talk about when it's a large stock like that, you're going to hear it on the news that it's splitting. Same thing with Apple, right? Or, and of course, if you have a financial advisor, they're going to alert you when a stock is splitting. Or they should. So if they're not you know, make sure that you stay on top of them with that. So 
when a stock splits, the stock has become so abundant and so many shareholders have invested in that stock at the peak price that now the stock, in order to not completely reflux the market, right, because I'm sure a lot of you know this already, but with the Great Depression, that is what happened. The stock market crashed and everybody lost their money. So all of these regulations are set into place so that doesn't happen again. A large one of these reasons is the splitting of the stock. It also allows people that don't have a higher budget, right, to still invest in an extremely abundant company and make money. So this is the type of regulation that is really important to us as business owners and, you know, as society members. It keeps things level. So when a stock is splitting, that is when you want to buy. And they're not going to give you the exact date and time most of the time when this is happening. This is something you want to keep your eye out for. And that's why a financial investor is extremely helpful with this because they are watching the market constantly and you can tell them what symbol to, to keep their eyes on for you. So what happened with the Amazon stock is that it, I think it was selling at like $3,000 or something or like $2,000 a share, which as we all know, is crazy. Like most people, most people can never afford that for one share of the stock, right? When you think about how big the stock is, that's nutty. So once it starts to re reach that type of appreciation, now this appreciation can be lower for other companies. For example, with um, Apple, I think it ended up splitting at like $500 a share. So it depends on the company threshold, which again, you can actually decipher through the Yahoo Finance. So I will get back to you on back to you guys with all of that details in the future because I think it's a little bit too complex right now. But once that top, that stock split, I think it was selling for something like um, I know Apple was selling for like $71 a share at a time. I think Amazon dropped down to maybe a few hundred bucks, if not less. So it allows people to purchase that stock at such a lower rate, which is when you would want to get in because you know that that stock is already so abundant, right? It's, art. it's not going anywhere. People only continue to purchase off of Amazon. People only continue to purchase Apple products, right? So when you're thinking about that, like for me, I own Apple products. So if I'm funneling my money into a company myself, wouldn't I rather own that stock? Because then you start to collect a dividend on it. So when you start to think about your money in this sense of like what comes around goes around kind of idea, it allows you to invest in yourself and purchasing products for yourself at a much more level non-scarcity place, right? Because you are literally making money every single time you buy one of those products through that company. So that feels really good, right? That feels great for us as business owners who are building financial freedom. That feels awesome. So that is the quick stock overview. I know there was a lot of information here, so I am going to, you know, end this episode very shortly here. Again, I am not a financial advisor. So if you would like to chat about the market and people, you know, I'm happy <laughs> to talk about buying processes and whatever like is going on currently in the market. However, I, I would never try to advise you on a certain company to invest in uh, because that's just not my belief. You guys know how I roll. I think intuitively 
we all do best when we ask ourselves. We have the answers within. My job is to help guide you to that answer. I'm not here to solve the problem, right? I'm here to help you solve your own problems and really reconnect with yourself. So don't let investing scare you. You have so much knowledge and you have the intelligence to do this, you know? If, if I was doing it at 15 and was able to pay myself for, through college and, you know, really make a lot of huge life changes for my family with the decisions that I made, I know that you guys can too. And I'm happy to help you, you know, decipher what level or avenue that is for you um, through our intuitive, you know, coaching. So... I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you were able to take something away from this uh, before, you know, we head into the new year and really just start to grasp, you know, these larger financial concepts that I think a lot of people make seem so complex, but in reality, we can do this. We can do this together. So I love you guys so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you next. Thank you so much for listening to the end in mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.